the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you great thanks and praise for the graces of our lives. Lord, we ask you to open our hearts to know your love and to love you as you so deserve. Amen. I have a friend of mine who always calls me out for doing, doing dumb things. I tend to be kind of a goofball sometimes. So I'll always do this, something stupid, like I'll be fidgeting with a spoon and I'll like flick it and it'll hit her in the face. And she just always says this one line to me. She's like, why would you do that? Like, why do you do that? I'll be eating kalecha and then I'll like dip it in her tea and then eat it more, then dip it in her tea again. She just gets so frustrated. Why would you do that? It's become like, a, at this point, it's just a joke between us that like, that's always what she says to me. Why would you do that? So I was praying with that and praying with just the week and the gospel and, and just the life of faith. Just that phrase of, why would you do that? This past Wednesday was the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. It's a feast for our Chaldean sisters. And they renewed their vows. Right? I was looking at them as they were renewing their vows. I was just praying with it. It was a very simple Mass. Just thinking, why would they do that? Why would you do that? Objectively, if you think about the object, like objectively in the world, why would a young woman completely consecrate her life to Jesus? Why would you do that? For the love of God. Because of God's love. Because of how beautiful and giving God is to us. They love God so much that they dedicate themselves to God. That's why they would do that. Just yesterday we had a volunteer dinner. So many volunteers in this parish. This parish is amazing at how involved so many people are here. Hundreds of people. You can see, why would they do that? All the volunteers, the choir, the servers, the, the councils, all the, the youth groups we have. Think specifically of the youth groups. Why would these young men and women in their 20s-ish dedicate hours a week, a week, to, to, to teach others, to teach junior high kids and high school kids about God's love? They, 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 their whole life is surrounded around this. They come and go from class. They go, come and go from work. They're friends. They can do so many other things. They choose to come and to prepare themselves and to come in those days and to help volunteer to show these individuals, these kids, if you so will, God's love. Why? Why would you do that? The question of all questions. Because of the love of God. Hopefully because they love God. That's the whole intention, the whole intention behind it. So when St. Paul in Ephesians today is preaching and he's concluding his letter to the Ephesians, the whole question of why, why would he write all these letters? Why is he doing what he's doing? The same thing. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness, fullness of God, fullness of the Holy Spirit. So if, if it's everything is about the love of God, now, how do we go deeper? So that we can go one step deeper and why would you do that? Think, for example, as we prepare ourselves for the birth of Jesus, right? What is everywhere? We have these nativity sets. They did a great job. Looks beautiful, right? You can walk past the nativity set and see the birth of Jesus, the incarnation of the eternal God, the God of the universe, the only being that is necessary of all of creation, all of existence, decided to be birthed as a baby. To look at Jesus and say, why would you do that? Why would God become incarnate for our salvation? Think of, think of a baby, right? We have baptisms every Sunday at this church. And you can always tell in baptisms, right, the godparents usually present the child to be baptized. You can always tell which of the godparents either has a bunch of nieces and nephews or has children themselves and those who have never held a baby ever in their lives, right? Because they're like holding on for dear life. Oh, so his arm fell asleep and it was almost blue because of how like 
scared he was, and this child, and his hands just gripping this baby. Like, easy. I don't want to drop the baby. Okay, you're not. You're going to choke the baby, so just relax. Right? <laughs> right? They're so scared of dropping a child. Why? Because they know how frail, how frail babies are. If you drop that child, a lot of bad can happen. If you don't feed your child, he's not going to go to the grocery store and, if he's an infant. If the child Jesus does nothing, he is completely dependent on others to take care of him. Why would the God of the universe do that? Because he loves us. God, this is the beauty of what God has done for us. You can walk past a crucifix, which we see all the time in churches, in our necks, in our houses. Look at it, say, look at Jesus on the cross and say, why, why, why would you do that? It's all for love of us. That's the beauty of what's happening in the world. That's the beauty of the incarnation of God. It all comes down to because God loves us. Let me take one more step further. We go to the Eucharist. The image of the Eucharist and the infant Jesus are always connected in spirituality. Because think of the Eucharist. What could happen in the Eucharist? I consecrate the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, and you receive the Eucharist. You can look at the Eucharist in your hand or you receive them on your tongue and say, why would you do this? Why would the God of the universe choose to be in bread? Someone can seal him. Someone can crumble him up and throw him in the garbage. It could happen. It would be sacrilege and the sin. It would be horrible. It would break my heart. But it could happen and probably has happened in the history of the world. And God knows that. He knows the frailty of humanity. He knows the frailty of life. And he still chooses willingly, wantingly to come into this world to save us. Selflessly. For our sake. Because he selflessly loves us. That God loves you. That he died for you. That he wants to remain with you. Especially, especially in the Eucharist. So what do we do with that? I was praying with uh, Zechariah's canticle today. He's preaching about... John the Baptist is preaching about his son, John. It says, you, my child, will go before the Lord to make known his ways. It says, the knowledge of salvation. This is what John is making for us. John the Baptist is preaching to us knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of our sins. That's what God wants to do for us. He wants to take our sins, that we crucified Jesus, that we, we go and attack the Lord, that it's our sins that killed Jesus, that crucified Jesus, and then paradoxically and beautifully, he wants to forgive us of the sins that we committed against him. Freely, wantingly, he wants to forgive us. And as we prepare for Christmas, it's a great time to go to confession. The week before Christmas, we'll have a penance service at Holy Cross, at Mother of God, and here at St. Thomas. We'll have all these penance services Monday, Tuesday, well, I forget the dates. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, before Christmas. I think about how important, how beautiful confession is. Right? Why would God do that to forgive our sins? I was reading a, a, a commentary by St. Alphonsus Liguori about St. Augustine. And St. Augustine gives this image of us and our confession. He says a sheep, right? If we're the sheep who follow Jesus and Christ is our shepherd... Not because we're stupid and dumb and follow blindly, but because we trust the shepherd to guide us. Now, if a sheep is being attacked by the wolf, the devil, if the evil one wants to attack the sheep, how does he do it? Because if he attacks the leg and the sheep starts screaming, the shepherd can come and save the sheep. What does he do, though? The, dove, the wolf, the devil, lures the sheep away and attacks him by grabbing his neck. Because if the sheep can't scream, no one can come and save him. And they use that image... For us in our sins and confession. That the devil lures us away from God in our sins. 
and then takes away our voice by, the, by pride or by arrogance or by fear or by whatever it is in our lives, the reasons we have, the excuses we have to not go to confession, the devil takes away our voice by attacking the neck. And we can ask the devil, why would you do that? Because he hates you. Why would you do that, devil? Because he hates God. But God loves us and freely wants to give us his, his, his mercy, freely wants to give us his graces. That's all what we're preparing for for Christmas is the birth of Jesus for the sake of love of us, love of God. So my prayer for you is this. As you continue on Christmas season, you have nativity sets, you have things. I want you every single time you pass the nativity set, or maybe just today if you can, take five seconds and look at the manger. Look at the birth of Jesus and ask him, why would you do that? And just pause. The selfless love of God, the selfless love of God for your salvation. Amen.